0: Welcome to the Think Like a Musician podcast. This show will teach you the time management skills you need to be joyful, productive, and fulfilled in all areas of life. You're going to learn a completely unique and innovative approach to managing your crazy, busy life. I'm a lifelong musician, so you're going to hear a musician's creative and intuitive system for time management and work-life balance. We'll discuss time management, work-life balance, goal-setting, inspiration, creativity, peak performance, and living your purpose. I want to help you live your life like it's a masterpiece. I'm a life coach, professional speaker, productivity expert, and your host, Scott Snow. We have a special guest today. Amy Krause loves helping others. In her 20 years in the education field, she has seen how kids can internally struggle at times. She has seen how parents, in turn, struggle to find just the right words to motivate their child. Amy is a mom of twins, and being a mom is one of the greatest rewards, even on the challenging days. In her free time, she loves to travel, spend time with family, explore new restaurants, and work out. As a parent, she has seen how talking to her kids can encourage and motivate, or tear them down depending on the language we use. She is looking forward to working with parents and students on a journey to build self-esteem and encourage all children to be their authentic selves. Please welcome Amy
1: Krause. Thank you, Scott.
0: You're a motivational coach for parents and kids, and your company is called Kindness Starts With Me. Tell us about some of the ways you help kids and parents.
1: Well, as an educator for 20 years, um, I would see lots of kids that were struggling with just figuring out how to be their true self. Um, And I would have lots of parents that would come and go, what do we do? Help us. What do we say? Uh, So in turn, um, I was finding that through teaching, I was also teaching the parents. Uh, So now what I do is I work one-on-one with parents. I work in small groups with parents and kids uh, to give them those, what I call motivational language that they can use um, at home. Um, We all know those of us that are parents, everybody in the and the whole world knows that it all starts at home so we have to give them the tools at home we have to give our kids the tools at home to be successful and go out and sh- find that kindness within themselves but then go out and share it with everybody else so that's kind of where i'm working right now as i'm working with those parents one-on-one just to give them those tools to keep in their toolbox so they hmm. can pull them out when they do with their kids
0: great What's the process for helping a kid identify their authentic self?
1: It's honesty. Um, it's really listening. It's being um, what I call the, to stop, look, and listen. You have to be able to, as an adult, we always want to try to fix things. We always want to try, I know as a parent, for my, as a parent myself, I always want to make it better Um, but sometimes it's just stopping and listening to what they need. Um, I found through my own, my own children and the struggles they were dealing with that I just had to be that listener. And then when they had gotten out, what was, what was bothering them or what they were struggling with? I then stop and go, how can I help? Um, you know, maybe it's just as simple as giving them a hug. Maybe that's all they need. Hmm. Um, so sometimes it's something as simple as that. Sometimes it's, let's talk this through. Um, so for each kid, it's different. Um, each parent, it's different, (laughs) you know, for some, for some parents, they're resistant to you put those tools into place. Um, so we kind of have to back up and go, what's causing that resistance. So, and sometimes you'll find that with kids, they're like, oh no, everything's fine. I mean, how many times as parents have we heard, oh, everything's fine. Right. (laughs) Um, So it's dialing in to finding those little bitty pieces of um, where they're struggling, how we can then in turn um, give them the tools. We don't want to fix it. We want to give them the tools so they can then in turn go, oh, I know how to do this. So when they're struggling with self-regulation, they can go, oh, wait. I've got that tool up there that I can then turn around and go, I got this. Right. Um, and then at the same time, they can turn around if they see a friend struggling, they can go, hey, try this mm. because they've tried it and it's worked for them. So they're so then in turn spreading that kindness out.
0: What's an example of one of the tools that we can empower kids with?
1: So for me, um, one that I use consistently with my own kids is. A lot of times we want to go, stop, stop doing that. Stop doing that. How many times have you done it with your own kids? Stop, stop doing that. Well, first I have to ask, are they doing something that's hurting themselves or somebody else? Or is it just because, oh, you don't want them to, you know, make a mess or you don't want them to, you know, you know, you just want them to stop whatever it may be. So we have to look at it and go, why are they doing that? Are they being creative? Are they wanting to try something on their own? Um, So a lot of times I'll tell parents, instead of saying, stop doing that, get inquisitive and go, hey, what are you doing that? Like, what, tell me about that. Hmm. What's, uh, and I can give you a clear example. Uh, My children, just the other day, um, they were, I have twins. I have almost nine-year-old twins and they were being what I call, quote unquote, sneaky. And Mm -hmm. all parents have seen it. (laughs) You know, you hear them whispering over in the corner. You're like, hmm, what are they up to now? Um, So I let them go. I didn't go, what are you guys up to? I didn't immediately jump to that. I immediately was like, hey, let's play this out and let's see how it works. They were trying to come up with their own recipe for slime. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, and I was like, all right, I'm going to see what they do. So they proceeded to go into the bathroom and get supplies, whatever they needed and this and that. And I let them, they sat in their room and they did it. Did they make a mess? Absolutely. But I wasn't going to go, Oh, stop doing that. Because then that stops their creative process. And they go, right. Oh man, mommy's not going to love me anymore if I'm making a mess or if I'm being creative. So that immediately puts the brakes on them being creative. So mm-hmm. that's just one of the way to flip it around, flip that language around.
0: What are some of the time management challenges you see families struggling with?
1: Ooh, especially right now, Um, Mm. this this virtual learning, um, balancing work, school, everything in between. Um, And I actually just started a course for parents that are struggling with that balance of virtual learning, how to navigate through it. Um, It's about putting in place parameters for the kids, for yourself, um, that work for each other. So you may have a child who struggles with reading, let's just say, and you're like, here, you need to sit here and you need to read for 15 minutes. Well, that, again, you're, you're putting a halt to that learning process. So maybe your son or daughter in turn likes to read standing up, flipped upside down on the couch, let him read, flipped upside down on the couch. Right. They're still reading. Um, or I hear a lot of parents go, man, I have to sit next to my kid because they won't sit still to get their homework done. Heard that a lot. And I'll immediately, again, it's flipping the language and going, instead of saying, I have to sit next to my child in turn, say, this is my time to spend with my child. This is my 15 or 20 minutes, whatever it is to spend with my child. Um, so again, it's the language flipping, but I encourage parents to, find a schedule that works for them. Maybe it's, you know, you work from eight to nine on whatever subject it may be, but you have to give your kids breaks. What I call brain breaks. You have to give them those breaks. They get breaks in school when they're regularly in school. So you have to fit that in. If it's, let's go outside and ride our bikes for 20 minutes. Let's do, you know, a party dance in the kitchen, whatever it may be. Um, but again, that gives you that time with your kids as well. Um, and I would tell parents, give yourself a break. I tell all parents to give yourself a break, right? This is unprecedented times right now. Um, you know, so you give yourself some grace to be like, Oh, that didn't work today. We're going to try something different tomorrow. You know, just because you put a schedule in place doesn't mean it can't be tweaked. It can't be adapted. Um, so those are kind of, even in my kids right now currently are going to school full time because they're in a small school. But even for me, time management is, okay, we have school until three o'clock. I know I can get my work done between, you know, nine and three. And at three o'clock, I put my different hat on. I put my mom hat back on Mm -hmm. and go, okay, it's time for, you know, them. I always give them a break because they've been in school all day. Give them that break that they need to decompress, just like adults need to do. And then it's time for homework. And a lot of times I'll go, do you need help with homework? Can I help you with homework? Well, my kids are now at the point where they go, no, mom, we got it, thanks, you know, Mm -hmm. type of things. So um, it's just tapping in to the needs that your kids have. You may have older kids that are like, nope, we got this, we don't need help, Um, and that's great. But I would also encourage parents to do kind of check-in point, like, hey, how's it going? You know, are you struggling with anything? Um, because Susie could be done in five minutes with homework that maybe should have taken just a little bit longer. Um, and I do encourage parents, a lot of parents will say, well, I'm going to check it and make sure it's right. Don't check it to make sure it's right. Just encourage them to do their best because when you start going, Oh, I'm going to check it to make sure all your answers are right. Kids in turn go, Oh, I have to be perfect.
0: Yeah.
1: And if I'm not perfect, I'm going to get in trouble. So they're internalizing that. Um, so much of the language that we use, kids, they take it and they process it in a way that is either detrimental or it builds them up. So, and I think as parents, we sometimes forget that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what I encourage parents to do as far as balancing everything. Um, but it's not easy now. It's not easy right now. Um, so I give props to all the parents that are doing it virtually, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, with technology and everything that's going on.
0: How is your course delivered?
1: So I do all Zoom calls right now um, due to everything that is going on. I do one-on-one coaching. If parents feel more comfortable that way, kids feel more comfortable that way, that is totally okay. Um, and then I also do a small group, which is mm, four to five parents or kids, depending um, And the same way, Zoom calls. um, And then I'm also in the process of creating a platform um, that I can go out and speak into schools when the schools are open. Um, Mm -hmm. So I can talk directly to the kids, large groups of kids, um, and creating a curriculum that schools can in turn put within their schools uh, to continue that kindness uh, throughout schools.
0: Great. Yeah. Yeah. Besides being a parent and a coach, what are some of the other hats you wear?
1: Oh, okay. So I am pretty much, I pretty much do everything for my business. So all the promoting, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a one girl show. I do it all myself, (laughs) you know, so I all the hats for that. Um, I am a daughter. Um, I help take care of my mom. So I'm, I'm the sole provider for my family. Uh, so, for me, it's I'm a mom first businesswoman. Um, and I just am a, I like to call myself, if any, you know, on my Instagram is Amy the motivational mom because that's what I feel like I do. I go out and motivate. Um, I have a large groups of people that I work with um, that will come to me and say, wow, that was really inspiring. I, you know, I I look at myself and I'm like, that's great. Like, I love that. I love to hear that something I said has caught somebody and like, ooh, yeah, that's really great. Um, And then it in turn helps them uh, because that's my whole goal is just servicing other people, helping other people.
0: That's super. Must be rewarding, huh?
1: It is. It is. It is. Like I said, after 20 years of teaching, I had kind of, um, I wouldn't say burned out, but kind of lost the passion for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved working with the students, was tired of the politics and everything that came along with it. So I was like, I want to do something more. There was something more that was kind of like, it was in there. And I was just like, I don't know what it is. Um, I actually wrote a children's book during this whole pandemic time, uh, that's in the process of getting published. So, um, that was my first kind of what I would call an itch to try to help people because it's one of these never give up on yourself kind of stories for kids. Um, So I did that and I was like, "Mm, there's more, there's more out there. And I just couldn't figure out what it was. So I actually in turn took a course that was like, um, you know what? Kind of dig deep for myself to figure out what I really wanted. Found that I had a passion for continuing to help kids, but help parents too. I had seen so many kids from all walks of life that struggled with that. Um, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. Oh, look at Susie. She's dressed like that. And I, I don't have clothes like that. So self-esteem was like this. Mm. Um, and I was like, no, that's what I want to do. I want to make sure that no kid ever grows up not believing in themselves, who they truly are. Um, that, that's my goal. That is my huge goal right now. That's my huge passion. I wake up every morning fired up. Like, let's get this going, let's do this, let's make a difference. Um, and I've also found that we're, I work with adults. Like I work with other people, like people will send me a text message or an email. I'm like, can you help? Like, I'm really struggling with this, like just internally. and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm used to working with kids, but let me see what I can do. And they're like, no, you have some great stuff to say. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. So That's it's that funny. passion to help other people, um, especially kids because if we don't help them now, you know, 15 years from now, they're going to struggle even 10 times greater than they are right now.
0: Right. It's funny how when you discover your true purpose that it seems to, to unlock all this energy, you know, that you have.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, and I was like, it was like a, it was like a light switch. Hmm. Uh, Cause I was in such a place that I was like, oh man, I was so stuck. And I was in a place where I was in a job that I wasn't real crazy about and I really didn't feel that I was respected or really my ideas were not really kind of thought of as like, oh, okay, yeah, just kind of push it aside. Um, But then I started doing this and started meeting with people and talking with people and I was like, okay, yeah, I was lost for a long time and now I found myself. I want to share this out with everybody. I want to share this out with kids. I, I was a child that really struggled with my self identity and self esteem. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to see kids, you know, feel that way. Uh, But then now it's kind of trickled out to adults, like helping adults. And I'm like, great, bring it on. Let's, let's help each other. Let's build each other up.
0: What do you think other uh, folks could do to be able to do the same thing as you to be able to um, flick that light switch on?
1: You have to be willing. That's the biggest thing. You have to be willing to go, okay, I'm going to stop because we are all on this little hamster wheel of, I got to do this. I have to do this. I have to do that. Stop, stop, first of all, and just breathe. Um, I know as a parent, as a business person, we are constantly like, oh, okay, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to make sure this gets done. No, you don't have to. You just feel like it needs to get done. Um, and I tell people this a lot, uh, you know, someone will come to me and say, oh man, I just, I really have to get the laundry done and I have to get dinner in. I said, is the world going to end if you don't get the laundry done? And they'll go, oh, oh, well, no, I guess I could wait till tomorrow. Um, so for me, I tell people you have to be willing to dig deep because a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm fine. Everything's great. And I'm like, really? Are you happy in your career? well, no, not really. Are you happy in your relationship? Well, you know, not really. And I'm like, "Mm, we need to dig a little bit more. If you're ready to, they really have to be ready to. Um, But you can't push, you can't push anybody either. Again, they have to be at a place where they're ready to flip that switch.
0: Right. So it's Um, almost like they have to reach that breaking point, right?
1: Yes. And that's where I was at six, seven months ago. I was so just like, Oh, I, I need to do something. I need to do something. Um, and I came across an amazing course, a six week course. It was a coaching course, um, met an amazing coach. Um,
0: would you like to share what the, the course was? I, or?
1: I would, cause I actually help him with it now. Um, so the coach is Colin Egglesfield. He, and some of you probably know he was an actor or he is an actor. Um, He works in real estate. Did you say
0: Edelsfield?
1: Edelsfield. So he was in something borrowed and he was in several other movies and whatnot, but he is now and has been for about the past year um, working with people on finding their true authentic self. Hmm. Um, So I just kind of stumbled into it. I was like, Oh, we'll see what this is all about. And it, was the most amazing experience I've ever been through. Um, he has a wonderful book called agile art artist. If you have not read it, I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, it's kind of um, what he's gone through in his life. Um, he lived through nine eleven. He lived across the street when it happened. Um, he, he's he gone through other things within his life and he still came out on the other side. Hmm. Um, so it's one of those, um, he comes across to you authentically caring, authentically willing to listen. Um, And that was, that was huge for me. Um, So I tried, I take a lot of what he's taught me and share it out with other people. And there's other amazing coaches, Tony Robbins, um, Ed Milet, you know, just wonderful. Lisa Nichols is wonderful as well. Um, But Colin and I, now work together, um, on his coaching. Um, I work with him during his calls as well. So it's been a really great experience. And I was like, wow, that person was really down here. She was really there. Mm. Um, and now during this whole pandemic time, I've, I tell people I'm healthier and happier than I have been in my entire life. Um, okay. and it, it, and people will come to me and they'll be, I haven't seen them for a month. And they're like, wow, you look, really happy. And I'm like, I am, I really am. And now I'm out there helping people to find their happiness and find their true self. Um, so it's just, it's just, it fires me up every time I talk about it.
0: That's great. I find that a lot of people, you know, like um, they might say, well, you know, I've got a best friend that I can find in and that I can talk to. What would you say is the difference between a coach, like a trained coach and uh, a best friend or a good friend?
1: So a good friend often will come with what I think are expectations. Like they've known you for, let's say they've known you forever. They come with the, oh, here she goes again, or, oh, she's, you know, here's the pity party again. Um, whereas when you work with a coach, a coach doesn't come with expectations. They don't know you. They haven't known you forever. Um, they're getting to know who you are. They're giving you tools your best friend can be there to cry on your shoulder. They can, you know, you can cry on their shoulder, but they don't have those tools that they've worked through um, to be able to say, Hey, try this. They can draw from their own experience. Sure. Um, But for me, I find, and when, uh, when I do coaching calls, I feel like it's a time for me to really listen. Um, I think, Sometimes when we hang out with our best friend, it's one of these, oh, what did you hear? What happened with this or that? It's not a time to sit and listen to really be in the moment, present in the moment. Um, I teach a lot of people that you have to be willing to stop and be present in that moment so that you can hear what needs to be heard. We have these, what I call energies, those energies coming in and telling us, hey, maybe you need to try something different. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not going to come in with a one-man band and say, hey, let's go and do this. No, they're they're going to come when you're actually ready to listen. Um, whereas I think, you know, best friends are great best friends. Um, but I They're think not always
0: the, objective though.
1: Exactly. They're mm-hmm. not objective. Um, they know the past that you've had, that you've been through. Um, and they want to just kind of hold your hand. Um, whereas a coach is going to, push but in a way that's caring and loving. They're gonna push you to really think about for yourself. Wow, I I this is where I want to be and they're gonna give you the tools to get there.
0: That's great. What would you say is a hobby that you enjoy that most people may be surprised about?
1: Well I'm a runner. Um I just recently started this. Uh, during this whole pandemic, I hear a lot of people go, "Oh man, I just don't work out. I've gained 20 pounds." I flipped it and I said, "You know what? I'm at home now. I'm gonna continue working out. I wasn't able to do that really when I was teaching because you know, get to school at seven, I get home till five, you know everything. So now was my time to focus on myself and give myself that self-care that I really needed. Um, so I started just by walking just walking the neighborhood, whatever. And eventually it's five, six, seven miles a day. Um, and I put my put a challenge out for myself in the month of September that I wanted to start running. Anybody that knows me, the first thing I would always tell people is I don't run. I only run Mm -hmm. if I'm being chased. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't do that. This girl doesn't do that. Now I run six days a week. Wow. Uh, four to five miles. Um, getting ready to sign up for my first 5k super excited about that Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah a lot of people are like you do what and I was like well yeah I run Um, so that's a a lot of people at least within my own community probably don't know that Um, and then my other passion is probably music Mm -hmm. Uh, so I used to sing when I was younger choir I studied vocal performance you know all that kind of stuff so I'm an avid sing- car singer. <laughs> I would say singing in the car.
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so that's my—that's kind of my little hidden talent. Um, I used to sing with church and all that kind of stuff. So,
0: super I love it. That's great. Where can people find out more information about you and what you do?
1: So they can reach me uh, any number of ways. So they can go to Instagram. Uh, again, my Instagram is Amy the Motivational Mom and they can send me a message on there. Uh, they can see some information on the course that there's also a link in there to take you directly to my website. They can find me on Facebook. My Facebook is Amy Kraus, 2011, Kraus with a K. Um, and then I also have a website, has all the information on it um, that they can find out about the coaching courses, one-on-ones, how to contact me. I have a blog on there as well. So some parenting tips and tools uh, Basically, I speak from experience, like what's gone on and what I kind of found, um, how to switch, switch from reacting from emotion to reacting from a place of love. Um, so my website is kindness-starts-with-me.org. Um, so that is where you will find the majority of my information, but they can contact me through all the other social media sites as well if they have questions.
0: Uh, A lot of the listeners are entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. Would you say one platform is doing a better job for you to get the word out? Or do you find you like to have a mix?
1: I like to have a mix because I feel like if you just stick with one platform, you're going to get kind of a revolving door of the same people on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I will tell those people that are either just starting out or just trying making a go of whatever you're doing, do not give up. Do not give up. Um, It is not going to happen overnight. It is not going to happen maybe within the first month or two.
0: So don't stare at your listeners or your subscribers (laughs) statistics.
1: Exactly. Don't go look in and see how many insights or whatever it is on, on Instagram you've had. Um, Find those connections, you know, make those connections where it's just a simple conversation. Hey, how are you doing? Um, Maybe you've seen something on your Facebook page and somebody, a friend is struggling with something. Hey, how are you doing? Like I tell everybody that is the best question you can ask somebody. Hey, how are you doing? How can I help? Um, I say that to my coaching clients all the time. How can I help? Right because um, there's always a way. There's always a way, but don't give up as an entrepreneur. Do not give up. Keep, if it's your passion, it should wake you up in the morning, fire you up, and take you throughout that whole day.
0: What's the frequency of uh, posting that you're comfortable with, you know, with with Instagram, uh, YouTube?
1: Facebook? So I post pretty much daily. Um, if it's, I've just created a new blog. I'll put that out there so people can go and check it out. Um, If it's, you know, a motivational quote, I'll put it out there. Um, We never know what somebody is dealing with. Um, So something as simple as just posting, hey, you're doing an awesome job. Keep at it. Sometimes Mm -hmm. that's all they need. Um, I will post things about if I have an upcoming class that's starting or a tip that I have found that may work. Um, and I just try to give as much as I can give to people, because as I said, we don't know what everybody's struggling with, especially right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like the more consistent you can be. So I would say as some, if you're getting into the game, be consistent, be consistent with, with what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody's comfortable with posting every day. Um, but for me, I reach a lot of people that way. Uh, because I do feel like people go, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. You know, <laughs> like that type of thing. Um, even people I've talked to are like, that's a real, I just literally had a parent happy hour through a Zoom call last week and I had some people on and one the one person said, man, I didn't really think about that. Like that, that is a really great idea. It was just a simple conversation. Yeah. Uh, but it was, like a light bulb. She was like, Ooh, I'm totally going to try that. So Mm -hmm. that's what I, that's what I try to post is let's think in a different way. Let's think in a different format. Let's think about the words that are coming out of your mouth have a huge impact. Um, and especially on our little ones.
0: That's great. My final question is what's one powerful step that our listeners can take to be more fulfilled.
1: Ooh, um, I would probably say, if you have something in your head that you're like, I want to do this, don't let that part of your brain that goes, oh well, that's a dumb idea. Don't let that part win.
0: Right.
1: Feel it here. If you feel it here, make it happen. It's going to be scary as all can be. Um, for me, leaving a career after 20 years to totally like run my own business, scary very scary but it was also an energy like nothing I've ever experienced so if you have that fire that passion for like oh I really want to try this but oh maybe I shouldn't no don't listen that part block that part out kick it to the curb and go yes I'm going to do this Um, so it's a matter of training your brain to listen to your heart
0: it's just an inspiration talking with you Amy
1: yeah thank you Scott so much for having me I really appreciate it
0: Visit thinklikeamusician.org for more information on how we can help you and your team with peak performance, time management, and work-life balance. We offer coaching, trainings, and workshops that will empower you to be joyful, productive, and fulfilled in all areas of life. Visit thinklikeamusician.org.